Welcome, episode 28, the world's greatest marketing show. Is that a new title? It's one we've earned okay. from no one. Okay. <laughs> self-proclaimed. Yeah, self-proclaimed. We're getting there. One of the core foundations of becoming the world's greatest podcast for marketing is you have to start coordinating jackets. Different material, but same <laughs> same style, the bomber jacket. Oh, we get lunch to prep for this. Today we ended up talking about other stuff, which defeated the purpose of lunch. But we had a great lunch. Yeah. And primary thing we walked away with was knowing that we look very much the same from above the waist up on today's show. Yeah, it was fate because I almost changed to like a lighter gray undershirt oh, for some contrast. No. But I for something about it, it just, I stuck with the black. We want to go all I black. I knew it was going to happen. This happened to me the other night. I was going out. Uh, with a buddy on Saturday. We were going to watch the John Jones UFC fight. I didn't even realize what he was wearing because I don't like look at it and pay attention. He was over at my house and I went and got changed. I put on literally the same thing. I walked out. I was like, just subconscious. And I was like, oh, yep, I got to change. Because it's your house. You know, you got to be the one to change. Them. Yeah. So, but then I've realized I mostly wear black and white and gray. And he was wearing black and gray. And I had the hardest time to find anything in my closet that was not like black or gray yeah or white mine's similar i got some blues in there but yeah i have a little blue too well, maybe That's a little olive it. green yeah not much so some pastel <laughs> yeah sometimes it gets a little soft i'm like a not a huge you like the people who look like they uh, run 12 miles every day that's not my outfits but yeah and you know what i'm talking about yeah. Though, right yeah i have can't pull that off but we got some good stuff to talk today on marketing yeah some good ads some big ads any uh, any updates for us on uh, just day-to-day stuff, Brady? Day-to-day stuff? Uh, being very proactive with planning nephews' birthdays. Why are you planning the nephews' birthdays? So, mostly <laughs> my wife's sister's kids, but okay. we're building, like, um, Mac from Cars, the big truck that like tows the cars not mater not the tow truck but like the flatbed truck anyway she saw this thing where you build a big mac and then you take on legos i'm guessing no i did it out of like cardboard box i built the frame and then she's doing all like the paper around it and design god and then you put a pop-up table behind it with a red tablecloth and so it's like it's like an 18 wheeler truck and that's for the building the front yeah so it's a car's birthday party theme, and yes. you're responsible for the primary asset. Yeah. Like last year, we made him like a big trash truck out of cardboard boxes. The homie likes trucks. Because he loves yeah. trash trucks. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, it's still dope. I mean, like watching it go all up and the trash goes down and, yeah. it, and brings it back. It's great. So my parents are just laughing because they know me. And my dad's like, when's, his, did... like, when's his birthday? I'm like, it's in over a month. <laughs> That's my wife. That's why I love her. I like that. I can't wait to see the little crams running around. Oh, man. One of these days. One of these days. One of these days. Did you... Uh, last week, we didn't talk about any of your findings for advertising. Do you want to maybe... Uh, yeah, you want to start there? Let's start there. Let's mix it up. All right. What do you got for us? So, this one is something that... Similar, I think, last conversation we talked about impression share just underutilized areas um, of accounts. And this is a search account again. But what we're showing here is a visualization of auction insights data. So what that means is like if you're in Google, you're sharing your auctions, right? It's not just you showing up for your investments and keywords. It's you and usually three other people at the top. And now that Google has like infinity scrolls, there is a bottom set of ads, but it's just kind of weird and no one goes down there anyway. So the point of looking at this is based on the concept that like just targeting the right terms is half the battle. In my mind, it's maybe only 20% of the battle. Okay. And where you really get performance is based on who and what you're being compared to. Right. And so if that's where performance is on the landing page side of things and yeah. add copy to an extent. If you mean context, essentially what you're saying at a high level, the context matters. Yeah, like I so I see a lot of performance changing in accounts and I see people just diving everywhere to try to change it. And the reality is, is the, the auction tool. changed. Yeah, but not in the SERP. 
So they're yeah. living more on the tool than they're on the server. Yeah. And this is fortunately, it's in the, this is a custom report in Google ads. Like you can run this. I used to do it through a spreadsheet till I discovered it's built into the platform. It's just a little hidden. Um, so a good example of that would be, you know, in our space, there's directories. Yeah. Right. Captera, which for the sake of the screenshot, I actually took Captera out because it wasn't too popular. But I do this visualization and I see that Captera entered the auction. And what Captera does is it shows everyone who provides that solution. Yeah. Right. And you can visit websites. And so when Captera enters auctions, you usually see your performance drop because the end user now has a much better route than just clicking through each ad to see each individual company. They just click on Captera and it's one consolidated as they do like a top 10 list. Yeah. yeah. Um, so outside of directories, the goal here is to see who are you competing with most recently? Um, this is just impression share, but you can even look at who overlaps with you the most, who's above you the most. And then from here, you start auditing their landing pages versus yours. Okay. And you ask yourself, am I really the better option in this moment? Yeah. What did I tell you back in the day? If you were to click on three other websites and you had them open, would you still choose you? Yeah. Right. That's always been my message to people. And as an agency, as a third party, I think it's easier for us to do that. I think a lot of people have the the whole in-house brainwash. Yeah, blinders, and, yeah. You know, why would you think that you're platform isn't the best or your landing pages aren't the best. Yeah. But I think when you get into this data, you can start being more realistic. So in this example, what we looked at was Vericent. Okay. They're that orange line on the right where they started aggressively entering the auction and overlapping with them a lot as well. And so we looked at their landing page specifically and compared it. And what we found when doing that analysis is they were almost identical. Mm. Even their positioning, they were both talking about empowering your team. Similar value props, same headline, even same call to action, both demo without context, a lot of form fields where social proof was listed. They were like not the same companies, but at the same tier. So there wasn't much of a different differentiator. So that's what stood out the most was like, you are the same as who is showing right next to you, which the opportunity is to differentiate. I love that. Do you think on your social media, you can maybe share a video of how someone could build this report? Yeah. A little screen share. Maybe we could send to the audience. Because I feel like the report's super valuable, but maybe people watching the show right now don't know how to build this report. So maybe we can... Yeah, I'll probably do it in our account. I just try yeah. to keep it anonymized yeah, as no, of I'm course. doing the taking from proposals. But yeah, I can definitely walk through that. I feel like that'd be a great takeaway for the audience. I'd say one of the things I look at too here is I want to look at... I think sometimes we look at things too much from our own perspective and not enough from our prospects. I think that's where we make a lot of our mistakes as marketers and leaders. So like if you're doing a similar thing right now and you're looking, so you essentially you can still manually do this. So let's say you don't have the report yet from Brady, but you're looking here and you know what queries you spend the most on and what are most important to your business. Go search those keywords, search those queries on Google and click on the other three ads that are next to you above the fold and look for fundamental things. How fast do they say they are? How cheap do they say they are? How good do they say they are and why? What's their call to action? What are their value props? What's their brand messaging? And look at those things and be really honest with yourself and go, if I knew nothing, zero information and all the information I got about me or my competitors was consumed in this exact moment, who would I pick and why? And if you can get really authentic and honest in that moment, you're going to come up with a lot of ideas for how to improve your messaging, your marketing, articulating your value, including price, not including price, and really understanding what to communicate to your audience. Because we are always in a competitive environment, there are always other options that our consumers have. And I think that's a really important takeaway, Brady. Yeah, you can even just screenshot. I like screenshotting all the call to action buttons that yeah. I find and just putting them into one image. Like a word cloud. Yeah, a word cloud. And then you just look at that and say, oh, are they all the same? Does one really stand out? Is that one mine or is it someone else's? Well, you can do a call to action by count so that the word cloud, the the all the people doing request a demo that cloud's really big and then the people doing yeah. like free trial is small or vice versa. Yeah. So it's a good way to start to understand, is it easy to buy from me to your point mm-hmm. on the call to action? 
What's my sales process? Do I show price? Is my price cheap or am I expensive? If you are cheap, you can go this way. If you are expensive, you got to go that way, right? There's a lot of takeaways. So I think first step is just knowing, and you can do this with all your channels, right? Like every, I think the key takeaway at a high level, a macro level for this is every channel that you're doing your marketing or advertising in has its own competitors. There is no such thing as universal competitors. Mm-hmm. You have competitors per acquisition channel. So your competitors on Captera might be wildly different than your competitors on G2, which might be wildly different than your competitors on paid search, which might be wildly different than your competitors on SEO or YouTube or conferences and yeah, events, social campaigns, social LinkedIn. <laughs> Every competitor has their strengths and weaknesses and the channels that they do great on. Understand those and then be different in, on all of them, not just try to be different universally and you'll get more channel level performance. Definitely. Yeah. One more thing from this oh, before I forget. Brady, a final thing. It doesn't, you don't need to visualize it for this. You can just look at the, the table view that's a lot more surface in the platform, but yeah. you always want to look at the domains that you're showing up with and ask yourself, do I actually compete with these people do i know who they are especially if you're a consultant yeah um (laughs) well the the reason why i say it is because it's a good reflection of your targeting so if you look at your auction (laughs) insights and you start seeing domains where you tell yourself like oh they don't even do what i do or they're completely different i always like to think the problems on us and we're in the wrong auctions versus assuming all these companies have terrible targeting and they're in the wrong spot. So you do want to, when you look at auction insights, you want to start seeing companies where you do compete against them. Yeah. You can see why the market would go with them and not you, and you're both relevant. So that's just another way to use that tool. I love that. That's awesome. Well, this has been huge today. Advertising jealousy. You got a good ad for us, Brady? I think so. It's great not great ad. Well, it's, it's a great ad because I don't think the general population sees it as an ad. Oh, Brady. But Cram. it is brilliant advertisement. Um, and so I want to cover... You didn't fall for this ad though, right? I mean, I've had Spotify for a while. Have you ever done one of these? No. I never. mean, I look at it. I don't post it anywhere. You would never. I would never. No, you couldn't catch me dead. <laughs> um, Brady, yeah, I'm cynic. pretty bad with social media. Well, I mean... That's not true. You're I used bad, to be good. I used you're to bad do... at social media in the same way I am, in the sense that uh, when you actually do your social media, you're pretty good at it. Yeah, I used to do <laughs> photography, right? So I'm not like, I always feel a little guilty on like anniversaries or my wife's birthday and stuff like that where I don't post anything. I got in trouble once for that because I just posted <laughs> the gift she gave me. Oh, <laughs> I mean, she I got me a big anything. Yeti. You got to say commit. You just never post that stuff. Yeah, I've, I'm more of that style. I'm more private with my personal life and I'm more public with like work and fishing. Yeah. But like my kids and my wife, I don't post so much. I kind of keep it on my camera roll for myself. Sometimes I do. But like one year I got this really big Yeti cooler and I was super excited about it. I just posted a picture of like happy anniversary to me. I probably should have posted some photos of the people who got me the gift on that yeah, one. But you I live in your learning, you know. I did post when I proposed. Okay, Fortunately, I handed my camera that I flew out to my wife's friend and it was on a beach in Maui during sunset, so it fit it fit the landscape theme pretty well. Go. So I posted that. Yeah. Was that your last post? No. That's okay, so good. That was like my only post with me and her her in it. <laughs> um, so you've been single ever since yeah no it says uh, we <laughs> proposed and everything's that. happily ever after but i don't <laughs> even have my bio like married to whatever it's... i don't know yeah. yeah so no i i've never posted this on social media but i see it posted a lot which is what makes it brilliant and it's the spotify wrapped which i think launched in 2017 so essentially what it is is at the end of the year spotify uses your data and they build a vertical theme. So it's shared on usually stories of the artists you listen to the, I mean, this year they did like moods and how moods change throughout the day. But this is just an example of one. If you want to check some of it out, um, this individual listened to a lot of K-pop, I think was like her top genre. Okay. <clears throat> but, Classic genre. One of yeah, my for favorites. people who don't know what it is, which you probably do Spotify know. Spotify rap or K-pop? Spotify rap. Okay. I think K-pop's pretty popular. Yes. Skolina.
This is K-pop. Need more of this in my life. Yeah, K-pop number one, Broadway. So you could share that to your story. Yep. And these are some transitions. Laid back, hardcore, energetic. That is an oxymoron. So is that. Yeah, so this was new this year, this whole like mood thing. I didn't really dig it. No, not. This is Hamilton. That's why Broadway was number two. It is? Yeah. I believe so. I'm uncultured. Back to K-pop, I think. <laughs> so, top five songs. How many times you played it. So this is commonly shared like your top songs. Imagine getting in this person's car though, that'd be a heck of a surprise. <laughs> Just being honest, like I imagine sure. you're driving like one back. Let's add it to your library. Or add it. Yeah, so that's you can use it as a playlist. Top two percent. Anyway, I think we get the gist. So, what they do is they take all your user data and they wrap it up for 2022 and they make it very shareable content. So then what people are inclined to do is often share this on their TikTok or their Instagram or yeah, Facebook stories. Yeah, I think we've stories. all at some point seen people share what they listen to and then wonder yeah. why they did, but then determine we also should. Yeah. Which is a unique part of it. So it, it's a FOMO-based advertisement. It really is. So there's a lot of memes like, you know, the Eric Andre, like, let me in meme yeah, where he's like he screaming with, like, like let me in he's not very funny nor is he very attractive yeah, he's, but he's with what's her name i, I don't do, know do you see that we're we talking eric andre or pete davidson right now er, no eric <laughs> andre is with um Rajikowski. i mean he's a comedian that's a whole but I don't different think he's very funny i heard him on a podcast and i was like i mean he's his humor is see i told you dark i and... saw this which is crazy because I saw it because they like posted a photo and he was like naked but kind of like chubby, and then she was in the background, and that was how I found out about it. It went like viral, but my point being is uh, I don't really have a point there to be honest. It's I mean, just it's just it's a comedy. That's world. why Eric Andre fact. I mean Bobby Lee, they're broken up now, but his ex girlfriend's kind of similar. Really, like dynamic. How that happened, kind of dynamic. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a funny guy, thing. you know, funny works. Yeah. But yeah. So the let me in meme, <laughs> what, where we got on that was the let me in meme was a joke about like people who are Apple music people. Yeah. When Spotify rap comes out, they get a lot of FOMO. So that's why it's, I feel ad. so good that I have no pressure to share my music with nobody. Cause I'm an Apple music person, not a Spotify person. Yeah. But I feel like they got to do something to compete because Spotify in that moment, seems very large and apple seems very small mm -hmm. but i don't think like what's the listening share do you know like the market share between yeah apple and spotify i don't know that but so i was Can trying to find, find case studies like, around spotify wrapped and their downloads increased 21 percent when wrapped is dropped which is pretty massive just given their current wait who goes down 23 percent so Spotify downloads increased 21% during app downloads all during that Spotify rap. Understood. Okay. We do stuff for 10 cents. That's interesting. Okay. So Spotify, they're saying 31 apples at 15. Yeah. I mean, in that moment on those days, I feel left out for sure. Yeah. But I'm also glad that I don't feel any pressure that I should tell people what I listen to. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I see them, it makes me think like, Oh, let me update my app. Cause I want to see mine yeah. for my own personal I'm like if Morgan Wallen, Drake, and Bad Bunny had a baby. 
That's that was my, yours. That's my music style. I think mine was like Schoolboy Q and yes, sir. and Island Reggae. Okay. Yeah. A little Kolohe Kai. Yes. Bought tickets for September, I think. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Can't be too prepared for that concert. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting them early, like it's K-pop. My wife told me they dropped, <laughs> and she got them. Like, she... I love it, dude. You're such a planner. She is for sure. It's so funny when I'm like, "Hey, you want to go fishing?" You're like, "I'm gonna need a little bit more notice." Yeah, I, I had to start telling you, like, <laughs> "Hey, man, I'm gonna need I three need months like a, notice, <laughs> at least a month in advance for a weekend spot." Yeah, for a weekend spot, I'm good last minute on lunches, but if I want to get a weekend, I can do Monday lunches. Yeah, yeah, Monday lunches we've got. If I want a weekend, I gotta earn it. Yeah, which is good. I think last time I did get you out on the boat, though, we planned it. Yeah, it was. We did it all organized. It's a good time. I like the ad too. I don't know if that was an ad so much as a concept, but I love the concept from Spotify. I it, think it's an ad. No, it is an ad. It's like product marketing, I guess. Yeah. It is an ad, though. It's a campaign. It's marketing. So, like, what would you say you would do different if you were Spotify before we get off of it? Like, is there anything you'd want to improve about it? Um, I mean, we've seen Spotify wrapped, right, for five years now, to your point. Yeah. What would you change? What's different? Is there anything you want that we can take away from that? Maybe something we can apply to our own businesses, our own marketing? It would be cool if you could like as a view. So when it's shared, like let's say you posted yours. Yeah. If I could then engage in that and like add yours to my playlist. And I'm not sure if that you probably could if you're there. Apple Music because you could have the direct integration to the iPhone. Right. Because like theoretically, it would be cool if you could like download it like just directly like one click download. Maybe yeah. Swipe up download. Which I think you could because it's posted on. Yeah. Like Instagram, right? So it would be more Instagram to Spotify than... Or share your playlist, maybe. Okay, so I would like Spotify rap to turn into a playlist that was shareable. So, it is. Okay, it is. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's shareable, but like I'm that Spotify add to your user. library is the wrapped playlist. And then I'm sure you could go in there and share it with someone. But I'm just saying when it's posted through social media, yeah, that's what I'm referring to too. allow people to click on your story and download. If I could swipe up to instant download yeah. swipe up that'd your be playlist yeah 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 that's what i'm saying but i could see i mean they're already trying to innovate but that was my whole thing with like the moods they were talking about i felt like that was like a force did feel forced and the copy new stuff. idea yeah um but like i know a lot of buddies who aren't spotify only because they don't like curating their own music but they like following other people that are good at curating music like they'll it's like you know you go in a friend's car and they always have a fire playlist kind of thing yeah People like Spotify because that person, they can just add that playlist to their life. Mm -hmm. And then that person can curate it all for them and mm -hmm. they can wake up like they have their own personal DJ. Yeah. And kind of hear songs that are new and fresh. Because, like, I'm kind of like a hardo with new music like that when it comes to rap and, like, country. I don't really know the Latin scene that well, but I like it. But rap and country, I always know the new artists. I mm -hmm. always know the new songs. I'm, I used to be on Dat Piff and LimeWire with all the mixtapes. And, like, I've always been, like, a hip-hop head for whatever reason. And I always knew, like, the mixtapes that were dropping. And I always had them early. And so people always would be like, hey, can you bring me a CD of that? And I would do that. And it's cool that Spotify does it. I don't feel like Apple Music, frankly. Apple Music does playlists really bad. It's hard to make oh, your interesting. own playlists on Apple Music. So I don't have any of my own playlists. Okay. I just have, like albums auto saved and then when i'm offshore fishing i can mm. just play the albums or they'll be like artist essentials so i could get like essentially they do a really good job of like greatest hits but that aren't greatest hits albums so like i could download every drake song like 150 drake songs but they're all curated as his best ones let's say yeah or all of drake's features if you just like let's say 21 savage as a feature but not an album you can do that really well on Apple Music. It'll have all 21, 7, 21 Savage features, let's say. But what it doesn't do super well is, like, help you. Like, it's harder to build playlists on there, in my opinion. Okay. Than, like, a Spotify. Yeah, because for Spotify, I always use Artist Radio. And yeah, they have It's that always too. updating. Yes. Right? So that's how I, like, listen to similar music and can hear new stuff. I'll do that in the, through the genres category on Apple. So in the hip-hop genre, they'll have a bunch of different playlists they curate. But they're not... 
like your friends you're finding on Apple Music easily and then just listening to their playlist. It's not like MySpace where you know how it used to be simple like that. Yeah. I feel like Spotify more has like a little bit of MySpace in it while Apple yeah. Music doesn't. It's well. like an in- playlists are an industry in themselves on Spotify. I talked to someone at Spotify and I guess you shouldn't be monetizing it, but people are. So like the really? owners of like Rap Caviar or something like a yeah. very popular rap playlist, like they could be getting paid to yes. be the number one song for the first week or well, that's so. what I do with my Alexa. So Alexa, the Amazon product, doesn't do Apple Music. So I have a Spotify account just okay. so that I can integrate it to my voice-enabled devices. Yeah. But then people get cheeky, and rappers will come up with songs called Rap Caviar. So when I go, okay, Google, play Rap Caviar, it ends up being, I got to be like, okay, Google, play the playlist <laughs> Rap, Rap Caviar. Because some dude was like hitting me with this <laughs> crappy song called Rap Caviar. And I was like, dang, bro, that's cheeky. That's funny. Yeah, so like people are doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. There's a new, uh, maybe last thing on this, um, they dropped a DJ beta on Spotify. I saw it on Complex, like announced it on their yeah. Instagram. So I tested it last night and I was really excited. It's an AI DJ. And so you turn it on. Is and... it as bad as everything else that's AI right now? Yeah. So <laughs> I, and this may, might be feedback for Spotify. I have an idea on how to make it better. Yeah, it's Spotify CEO. So uh, if you're as one of our 11 viewers, please um, focus right now. And I've been, I have a contact over there now. So I've been <laughs> talking to people. So what it does is it's essentially a playlist of your interests and you can explore new music, but it, it's an AI who talks to you almost like a radio DJ. And then he, he plays a song and a few more songs and then he'll, break it why are we assuming this dj because he i mean it had a male voice and he introduced himself as like andre all right all right i'm just (laughs) asking brady yeah no he was a guy dj um (laughs) and so it played songs but it didn't do transitions so what i thought it was going to be was use all my data play songs that i'm interested in genres i'm interested in throw some new artists who are similar in there and i thought it was going to start mixing the songs like a dj like actually do transitions and maybe only play a minute a minute and a half you're at the club and all of a sudden it does this hard switch between bad bunny straight to morgan wallen with like a blend that's what i'm saying that's That's what what i thought it was going to be and i was excited Instead, you got like just a crappy version of the Breakfast Club. It was Club. just an AI voice <laughs> that then played songs, yeah. and then he—I mean, it was cool. Like he would say, he would talk about a new Nicki Minaj song, and he would give some background to the song, and then he would play it. This next song comes from Nicki Minaj as she was on her third album, getting ready to tour Africa. Yeah. Wah wah wah. Not even the wah wah wah. Oh no, wah wah wah. Just a voice. <sighs> so I was bummed. I thought it was going to be a mix and using AI to transition songs. Right? Because it knows the beats per minute of the next song. It could blend it together. It could do something decent there. So I thought that was a miss. It's in beta still, so maybe that's the next phase of it. But I, I was getting pretty excited. And I was disappointed. That is disappointing. But Spotify Raps is cool. Yeah, I like very it. Cool. I think it's a great campaign. It grows them. Works every year. All right. Should we do mine? Yeah. Big fan of Pocahontas. No. Um, it does have Pocahontas vibes, doesn't yeah. it? This is really cool. So what I wanted to do that was a little different today for us was show us – and this is something I'm working on at Directive. is more the power of storytelling, evoking emotion. So there's a 30-second spot, as you can see. Um, and it's just a storytelling yet. And I thought they did a really good job. So let's take a look. Dear Alice, this place is yours now. It's a handful, but look after it, and it'll feed you forever. And remember, a business is only as good as its people, so treat them well. Our job is to plant seeds so our grandkids get to enjoy the fruit. Because how we eat today feeds tomorrow. Very Magic School Bus vibes. Yeah, with the bus that flies away. What I wanted to do here was just show really what I think motion graphics works, animation, and all those things can do if we take a more storytelling route on that. And I think one of the healthy ways they go, you know the Chobani account, will you? Um, just click on that logo so you can hit pause. So I think what's interesting – oh, let's watch this actually. Chobani has oat milk. I just want to show you like the two different types of ads because I think sometimes we don't give enough context of where everything fits. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So like watch this. Chobani has oat milk? 
Oh yeah, they make oat milk now, so oat milk's like everywhere. Mm. It's creamy, it's bedazzled. Celebrate with it, celebrate with it. Oh, Giovanni Shower. Laguna de Giovanni Oat Milk. And those ads, while they're great, I don't know if they're as impactful as the other ad when done correctly. Because mm-hmm. that one doesn't make me want oat milk. It doesn't make me like Chobani. The thing about Chobani, this is where I think it's interesting. So I think it's hard to do product-based advertising when you're a conglomerate or a platform. I know I struggle with it. It's like really hard to advertise our design offering at Directive when we do customer generation and it's a piece of the overarching thing. It's very hard to do that. I think it's hard for Chobani to advertise oat milk when they also do yogurt. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When they have a whole product suite. Like look at that. They, they're they not doing just oat milk, right? So that's almost milk. If you keep scrolling, they've got Greek yogurt. Yeah, and they can't lean in on being anti-dairy. And then they've got the to made with their oat milk. No, because, because the majority of their products are dairy. Correct. And so I find that part really interesting. Now, conversely, if I was Chobani, I would want people to fall in love with my brand so that I could essentially introduce more and more products to my raving customers to get them to essentially buy whatever I put mm-hmm. out because they're fans of Chobani. Kind of like a band. Like bands don't want you to just be songs of one album or fans of one song. They want you to be fans of the band. Mm-hmm. So you buy every album, every song, every sweatshirt, every swag, all those pieces. If I'm Chobani, I want you to fall in love with the brand so you buy whatever product we put out. If I'm Directive, I want you to fall in love with the brand so you buy any service we put out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's a fundamental shift we haven't really talked about at a macro level of what we're trying to do with our customers and with our audience, with our prospects. And that's to become raving fans of our brand, not just purchasers, purchasers of our products. Does that make sense? Yeah. I felt like the oat milk ad kind of had that just with them saying Chobani has this now. Yeah, no, they're doing a good job trying to become it. That's why I wanted to use them as the example. But I think because the order you saw the ads too, you even like Chobani a little bit more because the other one makes you feel good. It's like yeah. a legacy story. I'm not a huge yogurt fan, but never. Like Froyo, which we've talked about, I do like, <laughs> but like yogurt, just <laughs> not texture Greek wise, not. You don't like Greek yogurt with like a little bit of raspberry or blueberry and a little granola in there. So never heavy on granola to like yeah. make it crunchy. And yeah, yeah. Improve the texture. Yeah, definitely. But just yogurt, I've never. What about cottage cheese? Is that where you draw the oh, line? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, my dad only cottage cheese. My dad cheese. loved it too. <laughs> oh, just like bro. right out of the container. It's like a caressed cholesterol thing. I think when we get older, you and I are going to have to like it too. Yeah. I don't hope not. I don't know. I've never understood it's it. It's like pomegranate. Or no, no, not pomegranate. Grapefruit and cottage cheese. A lot of people eat to like fix their cholesterol, I think. Yeah, grapefruit. I also, my sister loved grapefruit growing up. Very Even with some sugar on better. it, I'm like, what? This is torture. It's a certain thing. Doesn't taste ripe yet. Yeah, so I mean, that's the ads, man. I, I I would say just from an advertising jealousy standpoint, I love the animation and that heartfelt connection with your inner child. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, man, how do we do brand advertising for directive that, pe- that articulates our message and our values in such a way that people want to be associated with directive like mm-hmm. Chobani's making you want to be associated with them more than anything yeah so what were they what did you get from it was it around like sustainability within making their products and like preserving the earth for future generations was it like the health of their products yeah go to the videos because i think there's a longer version of it that i saw too but it was like different so if you can find it That's eat today, feed tomorrow. Let me see. If they, oh, do they do more? See, because they showed like the harvesting using like the robots and stuff. Well, I saw a longer version of the ad, but it didn't have their product on it. It was mm-hmm. like a debranded ad, which was very weird. I'm not seeing it on here. Um, 
for me, it was more about what a better world looks like when a oh, mother of the earth and impact story. Let's try that one. Maybe that's the oh, mother of the earth will tell you that real magic comes from food because all food is a gift given from one being to another. And the act of giving, like magic, changes everything. And so, this is a story about food. The mothers of the earth will tell you that earth itself needs our magic. It needs the hope that magic gives to overlook places and underserved people. Because this kind of magic, the mothers know, is a very magic that makes a home a home and a family a family. And when people have lost their homes, lost their families, or given everything they once had, that is when giving and magic are needed the most. So you may ask, after so much giving, what do you have left? And the mother's eyes will sparkle. It's not what for you is left, they'll say. But what for earth is right? Yeah, I have no clue. But I love it. Yeah, my favorite was <laughs> the underserved people, all the kids on the field when they opened it and it was glowing. I thought that was cool because they used that animation to like show the perception on like just a, a cup of yogurt, depending on who's seeing it. It's funny because they, they sell yogurt, but they're changing the world. But I actually kind of believe them. Yeah. That, so to your question of why do I like it, I don't know because I'm not used to... I mean, I was thinking, where did that lid go? Did she just throw it on the ground? <laughs> you know, she peeled off that lid. This is why I can't take Brady anywhere. She recycled the cup and it's still just plastic. Like, what's this, the recycling plant doing with it? I can't take my co-host anywhere. Look, this is what I'm trying to say. Are you just listening to Mumford and & Sons and Zach Bryan all day on here, Scarlett? Uh, maybe Zach Bryan, but definitely not Mumford and Sons. I mean, you've right, been you listening, listening to the whole thing. To the whole thing. <laughs> you completed a five minute and thirty one second live you know, version. I just I'm just music. <laughs> and I just saw the sidebar. But here's what I would say is, they make me fall in love with the values, yeah, that they represent. And I think that's kind of the way you build a brand. I mean, Steve Jobs has talked about it a thousand times. And I think he's right, and I think we all struggle to pull it off, but somehow a yogurt brand is. Yeah, I think they're differentiating from, like, the 90s Yo Play, this is processed food, but it's what we got. Yeah. Kind of branding. To, like, the earth has a soul and we're its byproduct, almost. And it's clever. It's working. It works on me. I would now buy Chobani over some other yogurt brand on an aisle because I'd feel better about it. I don't know why. I think that's the craziest part about emotion is it's sometimes hard to put your finger on the feeling that an ad evokes, mm-hmm. but you did feel something. Yeah. And I don't know what, why it works and what the heck they're talking about <laughs> at all, but it works. Yeah. I like the colors. It seems fresh. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes me a fan of Chobani. I, I wish I had something more articulate, but it's such an abstract concept but that's a perfect example. If you want to make someone feel something about your brand, I guess the takeaways are anchor yourself to some macro level values like the earth. Mm-hmm. It's a macro level value. Um, helping others. That's a macro level value. Doing the right thing for no for nothing in return. That's a macro value. And those are all the things yeah. they're injecting into that. And at the end of it, it's like buy our yogurt. But that's way more powerful it's like, who do you want to be as a person? Do you want to be a person who represents these values? If yes, by Chubani, to me is very clever psychological mm-hmm. marketing and advertising. Yeah. And aligning with like people who feel like they're just always giving, giving, giving. I think that's all of us. Yeah. So if you can find things that we all feel, but that are altruistic, that are intrinsically good, you're you're going to probably have a brand advertising that compels now, Chobani, if you'd like us to promote this video so it has more than 4.4 thousand views, 
Hello. But I love the campaign. Yeah. So. Well, Brady, what should we market today? A topic that I should probably focus on more. Yeah, I think so. Health and wellness and making it accessible. Oh, I thought you meant like what we're going to talk about. Well, I meant like the topic <laughs> we're going to talk about. Yeah. We, you and I literally go to lunch to prep for the podcast and never use the lunch to prep. What is wrong with us? I don't know. You know how We've done it a couple times maybe. I Okay, so we, we're on our 28th episode. Yeah. We've done lunch 28 times. We've talked about the podcast, which is the point of the lunch, two times? Yeah. It just shows it's good to connect. Yeah, great to hang out. Catch up with the homies. We're talking about work, too. Like, we're not just Bro, do you remember when we built this company? It? All we did was lunch? It was great. I think, how many lunches do you think we did back in the day before COVID ruined the world? Um, Probably four times a week, at least. Yeah, I don't know, five. probably in like the 800s, 700s. Yeah. It's a lot of lunches. Now you have to hire people, get to know them and manage them without any lunches, and you just get to see Zoom screens. Yeah. It sucks. It's the worst. Even car, like carpooling. Yeah. Little rides. Like I used to live with coworkers. Yeah. And I would carpool to work every day. Walks day. after lunch. Maybe a little ping pong or foos or table tennis. Ride a bike to work. That was healthy. You did that for like a week. Let's not get yeah, it twisted. It was, it, was a little, it was a little stint. And then how, did he, COVID hit. Did and you go a whole week even? How many rides did you even do? I used to be into it because I had the, um, I forget the app name. Oh, Strava? Strava. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Strava like gave you all your riding data. I know, it was you and Max, right? And then he bought one with a motor. I don't think that Yeah, counts. he didn't buy that when <laughs> we were living together. But it would give you like, there were certain areas of the trail where it would track like records. Oh, so there was one uphill, like after work, I would Dang. just kind of like the grind, but for, but for like, yeah, bike riding. So I made it like top 10 for the week for the uphill climb once. And the data part of it was cool. No, oh, I love that. Well, today we're going to talk about fitness to fix it. Okay. And health, just health and wellness. And this is coming also from, I think a little bit of pain that I've had Scarlett. I know you've had some pain around this. I think everyone tuning into the show has had pain around this, which is anytime you get or need help when it comes to your health, there's two things. There's either a doctor who like does not go nearly like I watched house. You ever seen house the show? I thought doctors were like house. Like they actually cared, took the time to figure it out and like could really diagnose you. They're humans with personal opinions. That are very smart. They just kind of play the hits. Maybe I don't have the best. Like, my guy's got top reviews on Yelp. I've been with him, I think, for six, seven years. I've never met him in person. I just go to the physician's assistant. It's either time, water, antibiotic. And then if I ask for anything else in between, it's we need time. Let's wait and see. I mean, that is it. I have doctors in my family, and so it's eye-opening because before that... yeah. I would always think like doctors are superheroes. They all know exactly what's right. And then I hear my family Bro, talk about they doctors got and they're like, don't you ever go to that person. Don't trust that person. Yep. Like they said, this it was completely wrong. I'm like, Oh shoot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's like a little context where it's come from. Yeah. And then the other context is the non MD doctors. All they want to do is put you on a recurring billing plan and charge you as much money as possible. So it's like this caveat of like one group is helping you transactionally to make money. And then the other group is helping you on a recurring basis, but also to make money without any real authenticity. Yeah. So what unpack non-MD doctor, but are we talking shamans and crystals? Like what? No, I'm talking like nutritionist. Okay. So like I wanted to get like a panel done Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, I've got a lot going on with the company. I got three kids under three. I don't want to be getting sick. I want to have better health. I'm trying to like focus on my health. And essentially, instead of me having one consolidated person who can help me with my health, I have to like build a team. And everyone on that team has different opinions. Yeah. They all want me on a monthly plan. 
And they all probably don't have to do, like, for example, we go to a nutritionist. They won't give you the vitamins they recommend without you buying a six-month package. So you spend $1,000 on an assessment. You learn, they tell you what your body's good or bad with, but then they don't give you the solution unless you pay for all their plan. And it's like, that feels manipulative and you should have told me that yeah. before I ever went down this whole process. I'm not going to pay you six grand. I was good with the one grand and then I can check in like once a year, once a quarter, once every six. No, they want to like check in with you every week, two times. They like, it's kind of like when you go to a chiropractor mm-hmm. and they're like, well, you know, none of this sticks. You got to come in five times a week. It feels much more about the money than actually fixing my back. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm sure for some people, they need the accountability, but I don't think it should be required. But that's kind of how it feels like with all these people. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm proposing today for market this is kind of like a 23andMe, kind of like um, a Roman or a Hims, any of these like e-doctors mm-hmm. where imagine – Someone like me, someone like yourself, who's like, you know what? I want to take my health a little bit more serious. Doing my annual physical and going to the traditional doctor feels very reactive. I want something that's more proactive. And I want to be better informed on what I'm putting in my body, how I'm exercising, uh, where my vitamins deficiencies are, what some of my genetic like um, parents have struggled with and their parents have struggled with that I could avoid. And imagine if, just in a perfect world, Brady, you could get your blood drawn, send it to this company, and they can give you a plan for all of it, centralized, health plan from mental, emotional, physical, nutritional, Mm -hmm. and we could have like an actual plan for every person who wanted it for X amount of month. I'd still charge monthly, but you'd have like quarterly check-ins on your blood work, and you would have it all consolidated in one place what do you think yeah i mean even i mean blood work obviously height weight the things you can easily access yeah medical history family history is that can you we do a mouth swab to genetics too i think you can do mouth via yeah i think so so you can do mouth swab and blood work you get a genetic test because you can see also like in your genetics what you're like susceptible towards yeah my cousin, she's actually at UCI right now, postgrad for genetic counseling. So we can bring her on board. Yeah, she's first hire. And then I think if we had like a tech, like an aura ring, like I think you're wearing one too, or no? I need to charge it. Yeah, I got you on the charger. <laughs> but like aura is dope, but it's kind of like, yo, uh, stop being so stressed, or hey, go sleep more, or but it, it's not, it doesn't feel interconnected. So imagine if you could track all your stats, you had blood work, and then we could send you the vitamins, we could propose you a workout plan, we could propose you nutrition guides, and you had all of that from one place, and it was just like a health platform, health mm-hmm. and wellness platform, and then you could have a monthly check-in on Zoom, and then you could do quarterly blood work to keep you on track. How much would you pay for something like that? So non-insurance, yeah, monthly out of pocket. So I think like base costs a hundred a month. Yeah, I would say I'd pay seventy-five to hundred bucks a month too. But I think where you can make the money is, especially on the nutrition side of things, like a a recommended marketplace. I think we could upsell them. Oh, you want more help on your physical health? We can get you a trainer or. Oh, you want more help on nutrition? We could up like I think there's a lot of upsells. I think most of us just don't have a foundational understanding of how our mm-hmm. bodies perform. Like I know some women will have a zinc deficiency. Other women will have this. Men will be low on testosterone or all these things, and they have no clue because they've never even got their blood work done. Because that's not a thing a lot of family doctors, from what I've seen, do proactively. There's not like a lot of blood panels and stuff. Yeah. Like my, my wife's a nurse. And so when I went last time for blood work, she wrote down extra stuff, all the tests that Correct. she wanted to see. And I just gave her the paperwork. I'm like, Hey, this, these are my results. Yeah. But, but people don't know that. Right. Yeah, my doctor wasn't, he was actually like, Oh, you probably don't need this one. Like I usually wouldn't do that till you're 40 or. Correct. It's very reactive, not preventative. Yeah. 
And so what I would say is like for people who want to perform better, and I feel like health and wellness is such a thing right now. And to your point, we have partnerships. We have partnerships with Aura, partnerships with Fitbit, partnership with Apple Watch. We can have our own app. I think there's so many ways to do it. I just think if you had a centralized place where it's like you sign up, we send you your health kit as part of your sign up. You get blood work and a swab. So you go to Quest Diagnostics or some lab corp, right? You get your blood work done and then you do the mouth swab. You send mm-hmm. us the mouth swab back. You get your blood work done at a place. And then within what? One week, we send you your results with a full plan. Yeah. And I bet you you could take all the different types of blood types, all the stuff you normally see. We could probably standardize packages. Like, hey, when we see this and we prescribe this, when we see this and we prescribe that. And then we have people like nurses who do monthly check-ins. How are you doing to this? You know, are you following the nutrition? How have you, have you felt like this is working for you? We And if you're like, look, I can't get the meals right. Well, we do have a meal prep package. Would you like us to do meal prep for you? And then we have three different meal types based off of your current blood work and where you're at. Would one of these three options work for you? I feel like people would definitely pay $100 base. And then I don't think it'd be that hard to get them into a couple hundred dollars a month to just help them with what they need in their life. Yeah. I think the I like the integration to like watches or the rings because then it could be adaptive. Like yeah. the blood work you don't do every single month yeah. even. But if you have an Apple Watch, a Fitbit, an Aura Ring, it could actually be reading into your activity and recommending changes. Like, hey, you didn't deserve the Cheez-Its. No. You haven't worked out in a week. You're not burning, ca- burning calories. You're like only getting six hours be... of sleep. You yeah. only did 3,000 steps. We need you at 5,000 steps. Like, I do think there's enough accountability in the tech now where you can see that. Yeah. And I feel like that would just be super, super powerful to have someone helping you with that. But, I mean, what or do you guys think? something. Yeah, I agree. I think even having, like, tears. Like, if you want to mm. meet with someone like a hard up. Yeah, yeah. to, like, hold you accountable, pay. Like, I would pay, like, 175 to 200 a month. Yeah. To have someone that does it all instead of having to go to three different doctors and then paying $500 for a consultation. It's a nightmare, right? And then how much do the actual doctors that you really want these days even take insurance? Oh, right now, two out of the three doctors I see don't take my insurance. So especially if you have specialized, like I have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. So I have to live off of an energy pill. Essentially, I take every morning. That lady who manages my thyroid levels for me now does not take insurance. That's pretty standard. It's like yeah. the more – if you have a specialized need, like even the best dentists, like cosmetic dentistry, that's a specialized – they're not taking it as much. Mm-hmm. You want to see a specialized anything. Like when I tore my Achilles, the only person who had an anti-gravity walking thing that I needed for my recovery didn't take insurance. So it's like they get specialized and then they cut out the insurance middleman. Yeah. And that's their game. So for this, is there anything, Brady, how do we advertise it? Right. So do we want to go like, you know, the EKG ads we used to do for Cardia? Yeah. Do we want to go that style or do we want it to be more like him's style? Let's look at a couple. So can you maybe pull up on YouTube? Yeah. What's, um, what's forward doing? Who's forward? Forward is like the new age doctor. There's one at Fashion Island. It's, it's a Bay Area based. We got company. like one medical. It's like that. Have you yeah. seen one medical? No. So one medical is like bougie doctor, but it's still doctor. Oh, okay. Let's, uh, I don't think that's this. I think it's that one. Let's move forward. Here's a product. The wellness seekers. Yeah, the ones who don't accept that they're here. Click on that one right there, the big blue circle in front of you. Hi. I'm forward. And I'm health insurance. Oh, watch out, watch out. You almost fell into that huge hole. Why did you stop me? So you wouldn't get hurt? <laughs> Sweet summer child. <laughs> That's not how healthcare works. It's not? No. Look, I know you've got some wide-eyed, fancy ideas about how this is uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, supposed to go, <laughs> but there's a certain way we do things. O- okay. Step one, fall into a hole. Step two, make an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon. Step three, sign up for six months of physical therapy. Step 27, you pay $15,000 and continue to walk with a limp for the rest of your life. (laughs) Why not just avoid the hole in the first place? You know, preventive care. 
save you from dealing with all that pain later. Cancer, heart disease, holes. I wholeheartedly disagree. For preventive care, switch to a long-term doctor today. See, so that's great. I would like a long-term doctor, but it's also, I don't know if it's the centralized version of what we want yeah, they're, health, wellness. So they're brick and mortars. They have a lot of like scanning machinery, I okay. think is there. Which would be great too. Preventative scanning would be great, yeah, yeah. right? And I think that's kind of my point. It's something more like this where, but I want it to be more like Roman. So can you go to Roman on theirs? I want to see how they, I haven't seen a lot of their latest ads. I know they have the swipes and stuff to like last longer in bed or whatever they're doing. But like, just click Roman. Um, <sighs> Roman Health, maybe. There you go. Yeah. That's Fox News' version of it. Uh, maybe just do hymns. Yeah, Roman Health, let's see. Get Roman. Oh, there you go. So go to their website, and then let's go to their YouTube from their website. Cool. So this is all, like, men's needs, but you can order online. Mm -hmm. And this would be more kind of my model I'd want to follow, if that makes sense. So it's like you could order it all online. It could all be digital, but then you just send it to us, and then you hop online with us. So I feel like that's more what people want. I don't really want to go to the doctor's office. Yeah. I mean, I was even thinking it being almost like an AI assistant. Where mm. just because there's so much data, right, and tracking your activity, like I wanted to tell me, Brady, if you burn X amount of calories in the next few days, like I'll let you eat a Big Mac. Like I'll put that in the acceptable <laughs> diet. Like diet. Yeah, I think that that could work too. We go to the bottom so I can see their YouTube account. I like that though, Brady, a little reward kind of program almost. I want to see if they have any like over here, like YouTube on social or any, any social accounts. No. Contact or interesting. I don't know if you could like, because it's got to be hassle free. But something you could do is like whether you're snacking or eating your meal. I know there's technology where you can take a picture of it, and it recognizes what you're eating, and can just import it straight into. Yeah, that could be in our app. There's definitely like your tools health data. like that. Yeah. Will you go to hymns then for me? Another version of the same thing. So I'm just trying to do this instead of just for men, just for overall health, if that makes sense. Personalized doctor back treatment plan. See how it's like that? Mm -hmm. We could do that, though, through initial scanning and things. I just want to see how they do their advertising. So click on the far left on their, uh, I guess, TikTok's the new form. So let's see what they do on TikTok. Yeah, they do. they show a lot of... I would say more on brand things for them, if that makes sense, but less of what I'm looking for. Yeah, see. Yeah, they're doing like hair loss journey. So it's just influencer based. Just do like hymns ad YouTube. I want to see if I can just see more like this and what. Yeah. I mean, most of their stuff is user generated content. Yeah, let's see this real quick. Whether you're looking to support your mental health, perform like you used to, or regrow your hair, Hems can help. Through Hems, you can get access to trusted treatments from licensed medical providers, 100% online. Get started today at 4 So it'd be kind of, I feel like an ad like that. I feel like if we hit people like that with an ad that was super quick and concise, but also showed like our value, people would be on board with this concept. I think it'd be huge. Yeah. I like the genetic counseling side of it too yeah. because i think that's relatable because i think a lot of people have a hard time committing to preventative health well they don't want to be honest about what they're probably like yeah like if your mom and dad both had cancer i got bad news for you you probably yeah. are gonna have cancer a lot of people don't want to think that way yeah. they have the it could never happen to me mentality yeah but if you were to be on preventative thing and quickly identify it before it progressed maybe you could actually defeat cancer and change your genetics and i think yeah. that could be powerful messaging like know your future change it kind of like ad advertising oh like know the past change the future mm -hmm. right and things like that where i think we could actually help people and that's what gets me really passionate about this kind of stuff is like when we do these little ideas it's just like, man, I wish someone would do this because right now I have to have a nutritionist. You'd have to have a therapist. You'd have to have a physical trainer. You'd have to have a doctor. 
you would have to have um, probably even more than that. Chiropractic. Like to build a health team, like you're a professional athlete, mm-hmm. but instead, let's just say you're an executive or just a normal person, it, it's really hard to sustain your level of performance when your health goes bad. Mental, physical, emotional, nutritional. Like people, people's productivity, the nation's productivity and obesity and health and a lot of our core issues are directly connected to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think the better we can do as a nation and as a country and as a globe to actually help people help themselves in a way that's convenient and affordable changes everything. Yeah. And I I just don't think insurance, insurance is broken, man. Like, I think you have to figure out how to deliver this non, not via insurance at an affordable rate under a hundred dollars a month where people can get some type of foundational proactive health support in their life. Cause I sure as heck, don't have it mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. And a lot of it's on you. That's the crazy thing is the doctor has no magic trick. Like they can tell you what to do, but well, it's they're reactive. On... If you don't have symptoms, they don't have a solution, right? That's the entire game. What do you have? I will diagnose you based on what you have mm-hmm. and I'll prescribe you antibiotics for 10 days. Oh, it keeps happening. You're going to have to see an ENT ther- specialist for that. Like they just send you to the specialist. And then when the specialist sees you, they'll be like, well, I don't see anything right now. Maybe we schedule a follow-up appointment six to eight weeks from now. How, what does that do for anybody? Yeah. But that is literally the system. Like that right there is my exact life. Oh, I'm sick right now. I don't, I'll give you an antibiotic. Oh, you're better. I have nothing for you. Oh, you're sick again. Here's the antibiotic. Oh, you're sick again? Go to the specialist. Oh, you're not currently sick? I can't see you. Wait eight weeks. You're not sick? Wait another eight weeks. Oh, you're sick again? Try antibiotics. And now you're on this cycle, but no one ever stops and goes, is it mold in your house? Is it genetics from your parents? Is it diet related? Mm -hmm. Is it nutrition related? Is it sleep related? Is it environment related? Like, why does this keep happening? There is not really a lot of depth around this. And I think almost every person I've ever met in my life has some type of chronic thing that keeps occurring for them or when they get sick, like for me, if I get sick, I get a sinus infection. Yeah. For me, my sinuses are, I think I have large sinuses. So if I get a virus up there, I'm just out. But now I'm learning that like dairy doesn't help me with fighting that back, nor does gluten. Like thickens the mucus. Yeah. So I'm learning, wait, there are proactive ways to avoid it, but now I'm 31 years old and I've been dealing (laughs) with this for my entire life. Yeah. And there isn't really information out there. So imagine for $7,500 a month, I knew all that about myself. Mm-hmm. And then someone would check in with me to see how I'm progressing. And obviously, I could cancel and still know. But I think some people, especially lately these days, are really taking, especially younger generations, are taking their health seriously Yeah. for the first time. And we're living longer. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we're living better lives. I think we're just living longer lives. And I don't know if that's always the same. Yeah. Even like almost like a social media feed. Right, where they know who you are, therefore they curate content that you could scroll through that's health really because I've seen some really cool stuff on Instagram reels, like yeah, clearing your sinuses. I had one guy, he was like, You pull your nose this way while you pull your face that way and you look over and you do a breathing exercise and it clears your Did it work? I yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I wasn't that sick when I tried it because I just saw yeah. the video. I kinda had a stuffy nose, but even knowing like the milk thickens mucus, so yeah. avoid that when that's all through social media for me. And so that can be curated. And if we get to preventive, right? Because that's still reactive. If we can get to prevent preventive by looking at people's blood works and their genetics, telling them like if you do these things, you'll be less likely to be injured, less likely to be unhealthy, you'll have a stronger immune system. Give them some basic vitamins to take. Like a lot of people do not know anything about vitamins other than vitamin C. Like they take vitamin C airborne or emergency. Mm -hmm. That's their understanding of vitamins, but there's actually a lot more to it. And I'm not an expert, but I know there's more to it. And I know that there's nowhere to know. There's no, like, this isn't a class we take in high school. Is it? I mean, (laughs) took health class and that's not a nutrition class. We watched, uh, the, what was that show or the documentary? Supersize me. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that. Like McDonald's is <laughs> in bad. high school yeah. health. So and we all got went to McDonald's after that class. I love it. That was typical high school. So the structural mechanics of the business. It's recurring. Mm-hmm. It's online only. It's a one stop shop. Yeah. I think there should be an AI layer 
I'm I'm just thinking get that AI in there so we can raise funding. Even doing a 360 video of yourself, like AI could learn a lot about your body. Like for me, I'm working on posture. Ooh, right. And so if I had a 360 video or even a couple photos of front angle, side angle, it would know like your resting posture is really bad. Why are you working on posture? You've been checking yourself out on these clips or something or no, just my wife (laughs) saying like, you could be two inches taller if you wanted to. I always dreamed about dating a guy who's six two, but I love (laughs) my hunch. I think my hunch is really good for my golf swing. Hey, having a hunch is never a bad thing. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so she sent me this video of a guy on Instagram and he's elongating doing this, himself or like stretching yeah, himself. Yeah, he's doing on this board. crazy yeah. thing where he raises his hands <laughs> yep. and then throws them down and goes on his tippy toes. So she's like, you need to do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you can send us back some so, funny videos too yeah. on that one. <laughs> but no, I love it. That's, uh, but that's, let's market this. I think that's a healthy way to do it. I think we would distribute it on radio. Um, connected social TV, media, streaming, social media, yeah. influencers, getting some like, if we could find any influencers with autoimmune diseases or like things like, I remember the commercial we said from the Super Bowl uh, with the Jonas brother, like people like oh, that. The, what yeah. was that? Why am I blanking on diabetes? diabetes? Yeah. People like that who have certain, like, I would say we could identify certain illnesses that our service helps most and then find famous people who struggle with that and have them become spokespeople. I think there's a lot we could do to really grow this product. I think people need it, want it. Yeah. Especially in our culture. Yeah. In America, I think it's easy to find people that could improve their health in some way, shape or form and just fight, I guess yeah. the society around us with yeah. everything approved here to eat and consume. Yeah. I think everyone needs help. I love it. Well, that's another show. That's another episode. As always, like, subscribe, leave five stars, tell all your friends, family, people you don't know. Comment, review. Yep, those things too. So (laughs) thanks, everybody. See you next week.